Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to the Getting Heaven in the People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper from Crossway here in Southern New Hampshire, and we're in a series of episodes exploring the theme of how God uses suffering to transform us so that we might experience deeper fellowship with Him, stronger solidarity with others, and greater missional impact on the world around us. Well, back in 2013, my wife Erin planned one of the ultimate birthday presents I've ever received. She arranged for us to travel from Boston to Montana to meet one of my favorite writers, Eugene Peterson and his wife Jan at their home on Flathead Lake. Now, Peterson's written close to nearly three dozen books on spiritual theology and pastoral ministry, but if you're unfamiliar with him, he's probably best known for his translation of the Bible called The Message. Now, Pastor Pete, as many of his former congregants called him, is really a pastor's pastor who has spoken most honestly about some of the challenges and temptations that come with serving Christ and pastoring in the late modern world. Now, for those of us who might be tempted to do God's work the world's way, Peterson's words resound piercingly and prophetically, much like John the Baptist as a voice calling out in the wilderness. Now, over lunch, Aaron spoke very vulnerably about just how tough her life can be as both a mental health therapist and as a pastor's wife. She described sometimes her experience as feeling like she walks around with a constant weight that can just be heavy and isolating, even sickening at times, and how rarely she feels like others understand her situation. And then she candidly admitted that even though she received an excellent seminary education, she still wasn't prepared for this. As Eugene listened compassionately to Aaron's words, a long silence followed her last sentence. And then he leaned across the table and said something that we have never forgotten. Suffering comes with the territory. And then after another long pause, and there was always a long pause, it seemed like, with Eugene, he then said, loneliness comes with the territory. Through the well-worn expressions of the Petersons' faces, they made it clear that behind the best-selling books and the incredible outward ministry successes were dark, lonely, painful seasons of life. And they made no effort to try and pretend otherwise. To follow Jesus is to endure hardship. It doesn't matter what a role or vocational calling is, or even how outwardly successful we might seem. The same thing is true, not just for pastors, but everyone who genuinely wants to follow Christ. 
suffering comes with the territory. Now, I get a bit emotional as I recount that meal and reflect on these words because they were so freeing for us in a way that we couldn't describe. In many ways, we were hurting because somehow we got the wrong idea of what ministry might look like. That if it was hard or we were experiencing the hardships that we were, then most likely we must be doing it wrong or somehow we must be being unfaithful to God. But the Petersons affirmed that suffering comes with the territory when we approach ministry like Jesus. After all, his ministry took him to the cross. I want to share this story with you to correct some of the mistaken views that many of us can subtly develop about following Christ. It's been said that every unrealistic expectation is a resentment waiting to happen. Let me say that again. Every unrealistic expectation is a resentment waiting to happen. And if we think following Jesus faithfully is going to lead to success and ladder climbing and even health or wealth as the prosperity gospel often espouses, we're going to find ourselves harboring bitter resentment. We're going to see joy be hollowed out from our souls and lives and replacing it anger and bitterness and hard-heartedness. But if we keep in mind that hardship and struggle comes with the territory of following Christ, then suffering when it comes, not if it comes, but when it comes, won't be such a shock to our systems. But this idea that suffering comes with the territory was absolutely not novel to Eugene and Jan Peterson. If we go all the way back to the first century, the Apostle Paul reflects on ministry and in several of his letters describe what scholars have called Paul's catalog of afflictions. Catalog of afflictions. Paul had his. If you reflect on your life for a moment, I bet you have your own catalog of afflictions. And here's what some of his are. Let's listen to God's word from a couple of passages here. 1 Corinthians and then 2 Corinthians. Here's 1 Corinthians 4, 9 to 13. For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession like those condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to human beings. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored, we are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags, we are brutally treated, we are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We've become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world, right up to this moment. Suffering comes with the territory of ministry. And then Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11, verses 23 to 28, he elaborates even more on his catalog of afflictions. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. 
I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I've labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Yet despite this almost difficult to absorb catalog of afflictions, Paul also says in this letter, chapter 4, verses 8 through 9, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Ultimately, suffering does not have the final word, friends. God's love does. But if we expect that following Jesus or serving him is always going to be a up and to the right kind of thing, we're setting ourselves up for bitter disappointment and painful resentment. Yes, suffering comes with the territory, but so does the presence and strength and grace of God. Because where the sufferer is, there God is. Where the sufferer is, in your catalog of afflictions, when we don't avoid our suffering or obsess over it, but embrace it by seeking God in our catalog of afflictions, there God is. So I want to thank you for listening again today, and I hope you'll join us next time as we explore the mysterious yet undeniable biblical dynamic of how suffering can give birth to greater fellowship with God others, and even the wider world. So thanks again. If you found this or any of our episodes helpful, please share them with a friend. And may God's grace, peace, and strength be with you. And if you're hurting, may you know experientially and personally that where the sufferer is, there God is. <laughs>